Hot Mornings with Ryan DeLon and Tara Fox. Keep up the good work. 7 to 10 a.m. I appreciate that you share your opinion. Hot Radio May. I super appreciate that they're in line with Barb. Main's hit music channel. Happy Margarita Day. Oh, thank you so much. Maybe Same to you. Maybe you'll enjoy one after work. I know you're not a uh, drink at work person. No. Why can't you be like everybody else and drink at work? Yeah, peer pressure much? No, 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 no. It's good. It's good. It's what every employer wants their employees not to drink on the job. <laughs> so it's it's positive. But maybe after a little happy hour margarita today, uh, feel free to enjoy one. It's margarita day. We want to know, in your opinion, who's got the best margarita in Maine? Feel free to shoot us a text. Shout out your uh, local spot, 207-807-1104. Where do you go? I love getting a giant frozen margarita from El Rodeo, except for now, every time I say that name of the restaurant I think I'm saying it wrong because my server one time said welcome to El Rodeo and I was like wait what I thought it was like Rodeo Drive I think it is Rodeo they were just <laughs> it really messed me up it does mean the rodeo I was gonna say at least I didn't say the road welcome to the rodeo <laughs> I was like wait am I saying it wrong El Rodeo all right El Rodeo nice. is gonna be your pick for that and I especially like my margaritas frozen some people say I, that's I probably like that's them more because they have less alcohol in them because it's a pre-made mix but i i like i'm all about the taste and it tastes better to me i'm gonna go with uh two different spots i'm gonna go with guerrero maya mm-hmm. uh go there and you get the big like goblet and that's yeah. like your traditional what you think of when you're going out to get mexican food and you have a margarita that's what i think of there if i'm gonna be a little bit fancier and i want like i don't know jalapeno infused or something a little bit crazy i'll probably go to taco escobar oh yeah that's a good one yeah they have they have a blood orange or like a spice blood orange margarita over there that's pretty good so that would be my pick if i'm gonna go fancy if i go traditional i'm going guerrero maya if i'm gonna go fancy i'm going with taco escobar those are gonna be my two picks now i really want a margarita i also really this. like margaritas oh yeah that's the a classic spot for sure 207-807-1104 shout out your favorite spot margarita day uh what are you gonna get for happy hour today 207-807-1104 hello good morning let me turn down this music so we can hear each other (laughs) (laughs) there you go usually i have to tell you that (laughs) no i'm usually on point with that before i call you guys (laughs) what's your name where are you from my name's gabby from speed falls and i heard something about happy hour on the radio so i was like you know what i might as well chime in too (laughs) yeah it's margarita day we want to know what's the best spot to get a margarita well to be honest with you me and my mom we usually go to Fajita Grill and we get our margaritas there. But today, I might end up, if Kong has any margaritas, I might have one there. But me and my mom are going to have a scorpion bowl tonight. Ooh! <laughs> wow, it's one of those nights. You're like, a margarita would be good, but I think we need to kick it up a notch tonight. Yeah, we'll, we'll start with the margarita, but then we'll end with a scorpion bowl and probably some sake. <laughs> oh, wow. This is the trifecta what there. What night. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So my parents will be driving me home while my dad will be driving me and my mom. (laughs) (laughs) That's dad's job. Thanks for uh, calling in and telling us your favorite spots. I love Fajita Grill. Shout out to our girl, Myra, whose family owns Fajita Grill. She used to be on air over here. Love Fajita Grill. You're talking about in Westbrook, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, that's a great spot. Hot Radio Maine. Let me explain something to you one time, Hot Mornings with Brian DeLon and Tara Fox. Five things you need to know.
The Biden administration has announced another $1.2 billion in student loans will be forgiven for around 153,000 Americans. This round of forgiveness is for those enrolled in the SAVE program, those who borrow $12,000 or less who have been repaying the money for at least 10 years. It's kind of crazy to think you take out a $12,000 loan 10 years later, you're still paying for it. But that's the issue with some of these interest rates and people just paying the minimum getting by. They just get stuck treading water at some point. Yeah. And also if you're paying and it's auto allocating to every loan, it's harder to chip away and the interest grows more versus just paying, focusing on one at a time. But then it's like interest accumulates on all those other ones. It's probably the most stressful thing ever, to be honest with you. Not to rub it in, but you haven't gotten any of your debt relieved yet, have you? No. I was a little jealous when there was a potential for you and for more and for other people in my life to get their debt relieved. And then I didn't qualify because of the date of my loan. And then everybody just got that thing put on pause. So yeah, we were all in misery together after that. Well, uh, it is an election year. So you think he's going to make those promises again? Maybe. This time, I really mean it. We're going to do it. We've done. He's going to say that we've, you know, canceled such and such billion dollars in debt over my term. But hardly anyone qualifies for that. 153,000 Americans. But that's like a drop in the bucket compared to how many people have student 153,000 Americans? That's what it says. That's like nothing. That's what I'm saying. It's a drop <laughs> in the bucket compared to how many people have student debt. Seriously. 47 lawmakers have signed on to two letters calling on Cabela's and Kittery Trading Post to stop selling military-style semi-automatic weapons, commonly referred to as assault rifles. You got L.L. Bean, Dick Sporting Goods, and Walmart, who used to sell them and no longer sell the weapons referenced in the letters. And now the lawmakers here in Maine are asking Cabela's and Kittery Trading Post to stop. Rangely is going to be celebrating International Dark Sky Week and host a Shadow of the Sun Festival to celebrate the total solar eclipse. April 2nd through 8th, festivities are going down more so on the weekend. And April 8th is going to be uh, the big day. The moon will cast its shadow across a stretch of the U.S., Mexico, and Canada, plunging millions of people into midday darkness. And remember, if you look into the solar eclipse, make sure you have those glasses on. That's going to be creepy. Protect your eyes. I guess Maine has a lot of uh, good spots to to catch the solar eclipse if you want to get a good view of it. And Rangeley is one of them. So that's why they said, let's make a festival out of it. Wasn't the last one in 2017? I don't remember. I think so, because... I was interning and we got those special glasses and we all went outside and it was really exciting because we were stuffed inside an office all day long. With the only thing I remember lighting and no windows and we went outside. We we're like, yay, an excuse to be outside. I remember about that is they showed Trump looking directly into it without glasses. <laughs> remember, he was too tough. He couldn't wear the glasses like he still looked at it without uh, glasses. That was real. I really did that. I'm pretty. I. It's hard to tell with the Internet and it was years ago, but I'm pretty sure that that was a real thing. <laughs> Feel free to Google it. I got a couple more things to go for. Do not do that. For uh, for five things. But he was, you don't want your president to look weak. So he wasn't going to put those glasses on. He's like, I don't need those. Nah. Oh, and we got a text saying if you really wanted to look, but you didn't have the glasses, but you have those tanning bed goggles, you can wear those. But you're not going to get. you're a, not going to see as clearly as you would with the lenses of the glasses, the paper glasses. They're going to do the protecting of your eyes. but They'll it's, protect you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Duncan unveiled its spring menu on Wednesday and it includes new caffeinated energy drinks. Duncan's sparked energy drink comes in berry burst and peach sunshine flavors. So a large spark energy has 192 milligrams of caffeine. In comparison, Panera's website says their charged lemonade energy drinks contain 236 milligrams of caffeine, though lawsuits filed against the company say they have as much as 390 milligrams of caffeine. So according to lawsuits, the Duncan version has like 200 less milligrams of caffeine. Yeah. So maybe they won't murder you. 
Yeah, Panera's lemonade literally killed somebody. So be careful out there. They have a warning on it now. If I'm, <laughs> yeah, I was te- it's so correct. bad, so bad. But I was tempted to get it. I was so 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 tired, and this was after the news came out that it killed someone. But I was like, I really have so much to do today, and I can't fall asleep after work. Maybe I'll just get this lemonade. But then on the website had this drop down banner that was like, warning, caution, do not drink this lemonade think, if you cannot handle caffeine. Yeah, I think you'd be fine. You drink enough caffeine that you've probably built up a tolerance. Me, on the other hand, instant death. If I had one cup of that charged lemonade, I'm not coming in tomorrow. You have a heart attack. Send flowers to the hospital because <laughs> I, I have no tolerance for caffeine. I used to drink Red Bull in college, which is kind of crazy if you know me now because I don't drink any caffeine, but I used to drink Red Bull in college and then that tolerance wore off and now I'm, if I was to have, there was, um, there was like a Pepsi with like extra caffeine in it. What is it called? Not Pepsi Wasn't one. Wasn't it just Pepsi, Pepsi Extra? Or Pepsi Max, maybe oh, it was. Max? Maybe it was Pepsi Max. And I had a bottle of that and I thought I was the Incredible Hulk. I could have like ran through a wall. <laughs> That's how much energy I got. That's insane to me. Today's margarita day. We were talking about it. Salt or nah? Honestly, nah. I like the salt. I like sugar. Sugar? Yeah. Because I only have like a couple of licks and then I'm just drinking my drink. Okay. I got called out for that in Vegas because I had a... A toasted coconut rim. I got some coconutty drink and I had a couple licks of the coconut and then I just finished my drink and everyone was shocked that I didn't. I just Lick the do rim? you do you like because I just have like a taste and then I'm like, whatever. I like a little taste if it's salt, but if it's like, uh, is it high roller somewhere? It does like an obey rim. If there's like, so some, you're drinking it with a straw, there's some spices. You also, it's if not, I didn't have a straw, we can add that to the list of icks, possibly. Like if you're out on a date and she starts <laughs> licking the rim of the glass, I was gonna say, if he either or it works, right? One time, Tucker's brother had a couple of margaritas and it had the chunky salt, like it looked like the kind of salt that you throw on your driveway to melt the snow, right. And he had too much of it and he started having this reaction and his whole face got dark red and splotchy all down his neck and chest. And we were like, stop eating the salt instantly. Like you witnessed it. Yes. I took a video of it because I was like, you need seriously, you're having some sort of allergic reaction. You're not meant to eat this. He's much like, but salt. it's so good. I love it. Basically. Uh, five things you need to know is made how to made by the law offices of Joe Bornstein. Injured in an accident. Call Joe today for a free case evaluation. 207 call Joe or online at joebornstein.com. Hot Radio Man. Oh, Lord. Hot Warnings with Ryan DeLon and Tara Fox. Dirty on the 30. Kodak Black was released from jail in Florida yesterday after a federal judge gave him time served on a probation violation. Kodak was in jail because of a drug possession case. The charges were dismissed two weeks ago. Police arrested Kodak Black in December for allegedly having cocaine in his possession while he slept in a car. An investigation proved that Kodak only had a prescription oxycodone on him. And when Kodak was released on Wednesday afternoon, a Miami television station said he threw a rock at their camera guy and threatened a reporter for trying to ask him questions. I was like, we're just trying to do our job. And then we got a rock thrown at. Have you ever had a rock thrown at you? Because it's honestly one of the most terrifying experiences. Because you don't know if it's going to hit your head and split it open. You're also an only child. I probably have had a rock thrown at me. Definitely crab apples have been thrown at me. Yep. Unfortunately, those were along the bus stop. Definitely had. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was really scary. It was a war zone. There was a there was a house that had a big crab apple tree in the front yard on the walk home from school. And you get there first. It's a recipe for disaster. You get there first. And it was like bombing each other across the street. It was bad. Crab apple welts. The walk home from school was always reckless. A year after dating rumors began, sources close to Tom Brady's ex and model Giselle Bunchen revealed that she and jujitsu instructor Joaquim Valente have been quietly dating for the past several months. 
They have been dating since June, one source shared with people. They're taking it slow. They started out as great friends first. She's very private about this and wanted to keep it quiet while they got to know each other. Rumors of a relationship started to swirl when Joaquin was pictured holidaying with Giselle and her children in Costa Rica just two weeks after her divorce. I remember that. Scandalous. They have also enjoyed trips to their native Brazil together. Oh, they're both from Brazil? Yeah, the new couple uh, was also spotted kissing in Miami on Valentine's Day via the Daily Mail, who published some pics. A second source told people they started out as friends, and he was a huge comfort for Giselle while she went through her divorce. I bet he was. (laughs) Uh, Their friendship turned romantic after the divorce. He said, time to get out of this friend zone. For real. She was telling Tom, you don't got to worry about him. He's just a jujitsu instructor. Sounds like a movie where she's like taking out her anger and then she cries and then he hugs her and then they kiss. (laughs) (laughs) Tom's not doing bad for himself, though. All right. Most recently, he was linked with uh, Bradley Cooper's ex, Arena Shake. I always wonder why in the like Hollywood circle and like the celebrity circle, it's so incestuous. Like there's because mil- they're all on the same level. Yeah, that's what it is. Money wise, tax bracket, fame wise, fame wise, yeah. Because it's like there's millions of people out there. Tom Brady could find somebody he, beautiful and that. Yeah, but is he probably wouldn't trust her. That's not like Bradley Cooper's ex. Yeah, but they all just but very incestuous. Like, if it was just like some beautiful woman at the coffee shop who's not rich and famous, then he might not trust her and think, oh, she's just using me for money or fame. He needs to go visit a Christmas tree farm in New England, a small (laughs) New England town in the winter, somebody that doesn't watch football and he's got to fall in love and then he buys a Christmas tree farm and then they make a movie about it and put it on the Hallmark Channel. We would watch. Former MVP and two-time NBA champion Kevin Durant. Have you heard of him? Yes. Also, did you see Kevin Durant's rap song? They no. dropped the video for no. it. He's actually not bad. Really? Yeah, check it out. Um, Kevin Durant gave Maine native and top high school basketball prospect Cooper Flag some high praise. The intangibles that he has, his measurables and his raw talent, I can see that through the TV. This is when you're six ten and then come run up and down the floor like that and got the instincts with the basketball like that. You're only going to, if you work at it and if you care and if you put it, if you're consistent with who you are, like I said, showing up every day. If you show up every day and, work and be the best as you can be, I think Hoop Flag can be one of the top players in the league for 15 years. 15 years, that's some longevity right there. Some high praise from Kevin Durant and some advice to keep, keep at it and stay focused. He said that on his uh, boardroom podcast. I'm excited for this kid. We saw him when he was here and he played in the cross insurance arena. I'm just nervous for him. I can't imagine being 17 years old and having all of these eyes on you. I mean, I guess that's what the greats do. You rise to the occasion and you go out there and you and you crush it. So rooting for him to continue to do well. Uh, he's predicted to be the top pick in the 2025 NBA draft. But I just put myself in, in the position and think about who I was as a person at 17. You would have been a Justin Bieber peeing in plants at restaurants. Oh, for sure. Do you remember that? Don't <laughs> smoking on planes. I think I was the only one that defended Justin Bieber when that happened. <laughs> Cause I knew that if you gave me a bunch of money and I was 17 years old, I would have acted like a complete jerk. Yeah. There's a reason why that didn't happen for me. But imagine you were 17 and you have one of the best basketball players in the world talking about you like this. And you have all these eyes on you and you're projected to be a number one draft pick and you I, sell I, out the cross insurance arena know. for one of your high school basketball games. I don't really know what that would do to my brain. It would either be like, okay, like I just have to keep pushing forward. I'm almost there. This is awesome. Like I'm so close to my dreams coming true. Or I would be like, yeah, I'm the man. 
it seems from like social media, like it seems like he is focused on the goal at hand right. and it doesn't seem like he's acting reckless. Well, so good. He's got a good head on the shoulders. Uh, obviously, I'm sure it that would make me want to throw a house party or something. Oh, for sure. <laughs> It would go straight to my head. Yeah, there there would definitely be like, I don't even want to say. My problems are not his problems. I don't want to project. <laughs> he is going to be just fine. It seems like he's doing well. It seems like he was raised like a a, a gentleman. Like it's mm-hmm. it's good, but it's just crazy to be 17 and have all uh, that that uh, that pressure. But shouts to Cooper Flag still, uh, still watching their journey and rooting for him. Sean Diddy Combs is fighting back against rape allegations. Late last year, Diddy was hit with multiple civil suits accusing him of sexual misconduct. Combs and his attorneys answered the allegations through court documents. He's been real quiet on social media uh, and just on the whole promo front, um, just sitting everything out at this point. So in the court documents, the brief said Diddy never participated in, witnessed, or was or is presently aware of any misconduct, sexual or otherwise, relating to plaintiff in any circumstance whatsoever. And the filing added, the plaintiff's decision to wait more than two decades to file her complaint has prejudiced defendant as he has lost the ability to defend himself fully and fairly in this action what that means is so they're saying it's been two decades ago we can't even defend him anymore because the evidence to defend him has been gone oh so that is their stand there and we shall see how that continues also on the court front for the tupac murder trial they're pushing that back november now that's getting a little bit delayed so the defendant attorney can um have more time to look at some of the evidence and the documents and go over it so they're pushing everything back to november From Vegas to Australia, we heard about Taylor Swift coming to the Super Bowl. Couldn't miss her at the Super Bowl, flying on the private jet. They're just really destroying the earth for our future generations here. Now, Travis is heading out to Sydney to support Taylor Swift on her upcoming Eras Tour dates. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about how he was in Vegas the day after I left. Yeah, he came back to Vegas. Are you kidding me? Well, that's why he's leaving Vegas. He he just left Vegas. Tomorrow, uh, she's got a show uh, in Sydney that he's going to be at. And then there's a run of shows through February 26th. So he's going to be there for those shows. Unclear if he's going to go to Singapore for the next stop, which is March 2nd. But yeah, he went back to Vegas after the Super Bowl parade, after everything, and was partying with friends out there again and golfing. And now he is heading to go on tour with the love of his life. He needed a boy's night first. Yeah, before I, I gotta get this out of my system. Before I go see multiple Taylor Swift shows in a row, <laughs> let's uh, smoke some cigars and do some golfing out there. But like I said, they're just destroying the the planet with their jet emissions. I was thinking about this because I feel like I fly fairly often, and that's obviously bad. But the way we're doing it is like a giant carpool. Like we're trying to do it yeah, with very the good. least emissions as possible, but they're just like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Well, that's a big scandal too, is especially when they take flights that you could have driven that and there was only one oh, person yeah. there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like the 15-minute flights that yeah. would have been like maybe 45-minute drive. I know there's a big back and forth going on right now with that kid who did the Taylor Swift flight tracker and yeah. the legality of mm-hmm. it, and it gets a little dicey. We talked uh, a bit about this. Larsa Pippen, Marcus Jordan. Looks like they're still together, despite a quick breakup. During a recent interview, uh, Pippen admitted she reacted too swiftly by removing Jordan's pictures from social media and unfollowing him. She said, I feel like I was very emotional. I wish I didn't delete those photos. I didn't even archive them. I couldn't archive them. I just deleted them. I was just emotional and impulsive, I guess. So she doesn't have those pictures anymore. And she's upset about that. She said, I'm a cancer. So I'm an emotional person. So I feel like if you're not loving me the right way, I can distance myself and catch a beat. She's blaming her Zodiac sign. I thought you would appreciate that. Are cancers uh, quick to jump to things like that? 
look, I love cancers. I have a lot of them in my life, but they are some of the craziest people I've ever met when they're upset. And then once they have a breather, they're good. That's what she said. She's just like, I just need to take a beat. <laughs> We're back together. One of my sisters is a cancer and uh, we've had some pretty interesting arguments. Well, just because of her outburst, we had a whole topic for a day. Right? Because she posted, should your friends unfollow your ex? Not only... Did she delete all the pictures and unfollow him? But she immediately wanted all of her friends to unfollow him. And you know her friends are like, you're just going to be back with right? him in a day. Yeah. And she said, no, this is forever. And her friends were right. And they spent Valentine's Day together. Yeah, her friends were right. Uh, that is your Dirty on the 30. Wait, go. We vibe, vibe right here. Hot mornings with Brian DeLon and Tara Fox. Burna Boy tickets up for grabs. 207-807-1104 is the phone number. And today's question is... Tell us about a time you prank called someone. Hopefully at this point of your life you've matured. So it's Throwback Thursday and you're reminiscing <laughs> about a time that you prank called somebody. Well, I keep seeing these really funny videos on TikTok of people calling their parents and pretending like they're in jail. So it'll be like, collect call from Cumberland County Jail. And the mom's like... <gasps> It's like, press one to accept. And it's like, beep. And then it'll be like, mom. She's like, what the hell happened? And I keep getting fed those videos because I obviously Eat them find up them and hilarious. Watch them and the algorithm's like, give yeah. her more. Yeah, so I was inspired about prank calls. That's amazing. All right, 207-807-1104. Uh, tell us about a time you prank called somebody, even though I just said it's probably in your past because you've matured. Uh, <laughs> this past weekend, there was a time where uh, there was a number on the wall of the bar and it said, call for a good time. And uh, one of the people I was with called it for a good time. And the person answered and said, hello? <laughs> And uh, he said, yeah, I'm calling for a good time. And the person on the other end said, who is this? Your, your number's on the wall at the bar over here. The fact that they even answered a number that they didn't have saved. That's what I said. I'm like, this is crazy. There's were, no way they're going to answer. They were entertaining it. You think it might have been the... I think it was probably a scorned ex-lover. That wrote it on the wall. Yeah. Um, that's not going to be my answer, though. What's your answer? It's not my proudest moment in life, but when I was in high school, a bunch of us girlies were having a big giant sleepover and we had the idea, basically I had the idea, to prank call boys from our class and we pretended, this is really embarrassing, but we pretended to be like a, like a sex line operator and we wanted to see if any of the boys would press one to chat and so a lot of them were like yeah right yeah right but then after like the fourth person we called they were like i know it's you tara and we were mortified and hung up and giggled and it ruined the night i was like wait i thought i disguised my voice really well we have caller id back then we didn't have the technology obviously we did star six seven but back then we didn't have the technology to like change the sound of our voice or like type it in and have google say it or siri say it it was yeah. just us trying to change our voices slightly and um yeah unfortunately he knew it was me and then it was awkward in class on monday they're like why would you do that why would you call me pretending to be a know. sex line operator it was funny in the moment 207-807-1104 the question is tell us about a time you prank called someone this is a little bit before your time but when i was in middle school eighth grade there was this group called the jerky boys <laughs> okay and they basically put out prank call cds oh and we all thought we were like the jerky boys because of it they're like, i remember don't try those this at home but it was basically there are websites for those there might have been but this was like i want to say it was two guys that had like multiple cds and it was like comedy albums and it was them making like very obscene phone calls calling real people and recording it calling real people real businesses all of that and recording <laughs> it so we basically thought we were the jerky boys in eighth grade and we had like a karaoke machine like taped up to a phone and we would record local businesses and try to <laughs> prank 
call them. And the one that sticks out in my mind is we called like a local auto body shop and we tried to get a quote for hydraulics, like, you know, like the old school Cadillacs that they have put the yeah. hydraulics and they go up and down uh, a big West Coast thing. But obviously we're in Massachusetts and we tried to get a quote for my mom's Ford Taurus, like gave the make the model, all of that. And then <laughs> the guy was just like laughing and knew we were kids based on the tone of our voice. They're like, OK enough's enough of course it was a ford taurus but we have it has to be like one of the ugliest cars from the 90s for sure it's <laughs> such a mom car though no offense i know it's fine there's got to be cassette tapes in in one of the one of the kids i grew up with house of just oh those phone i would calls. give anything to hear that just us being little idiots you would go back and listen and they'd probably be so cringe because we think they're funny <laughs> and then like the matured adults on the other line definitely didn't buy into anything okay. we were saying they were like oh we got them you know what's terrible is my mom used to have her own business uh, making and decorating birthday cakes, wedding cakes. She was a baker. And uh, my sister and I would often prank call her and pretend to order like ridiculous things and like obscene. Tell me she didn't cake. make them. No, she didn't make them because she would, it would get to the point where she would be like, I'll let me call you back. Or, and then she'd come in the living room and be like, I just got the weirdest call. And then me and my sister would be like, ha ha. Or she would catch on and know it was us. That'd be wild if you But no, I would never let her go through with it and make it. But she'd be like, hello, and put on her professional voice. And I'd be like, hi, I need a cake that feeds 20,000 people. And she'd be like, oh, um, one moment, please. Because like she had to be polite. What is she going to do if she thinks she's talking to a stranger? She doesn't recognize her daughter's voice. But she also, no, unfortunately, she also had really strange cake orders. So it wasn't out of the norm. Like she had quite a few orders for like penis cakes. For oh, like bachelorette yeah. parties. Well, that's not that crazy. I feel like I, that's a pretty <laughs> I big mean, trend. I mean, as a child, seeing your mom frost a cake <laughs> is a little jarring. Mom, what are you doing? And she would put a lot of details into it. There'd be there'd Veins? be there'd be a hair here and there. Did she put hairs on the cake? <laughs> In frosting. Wow. Yeah. So I had an interesting childhood. Who knew that your mom was a dirty baker? The boob cakes were my favorite, though. Yeah. Yeah. I need a boob cake that feeds twenty thousand people. <laughs> Big boobs. <laughs> uh, all right. T-Rail from Scarborough. Something tells me you've made your fair share of prank calls. Oh, I have. We used to go to payphones. What are those? Yes. We used to call 1-800-CAMPON and, and, act, and act like a girl and say that the product was stuck. <laughs> so stupid. It was. What is 1-800-TAMPON? Like, who, is that like a helpline for tampons? I've never even heard of that. Yeah. It was on the box. Yeah, it's like the it's like call this number if you get toxic shock syndrome. Oh my god. Sully in Portland, tell us about a time you tried to prank call somebody. Oh, it was back in like 2008 when I was in third grade when Kiss Me Through the Phone came out and I thought it was so cool. I thought it was called Soldier Boy and it was it was hilarious looking back, but yeah, that was the time. Was you thought he was call. giving you that number so you could call Soldier Boy directly. Yeah, that was my man. I thought it was called <laughs> man. Do you remember the number, Tara? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's yeah. it, it's six seven eight triple nine eight two one two. Duh! But I yeah. called that number as well. I I think I was probably in like fifth or sixth grade, and it used to say like, "Yo, what's up? It's Soldier Boy." Blah 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 blah. And it was like, um, "Buy my new song, Kiss Me Through the Phone." Like it was something. But you thought when you picked when he picked up, he was like, "Yo," and you thought you were talking to him. No, I thought. Yeah, I thought I had my man <laughs> on hold. Like. 
six seven eight triple nine eight two one two, and I was in third grade. Mind you. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I got Soldier Boy's number. That's pretty impressive that you were like, let me call this guy. <laughs> yeah, and we thought like I thought it was a prank call, so I did it with my friends and all that stuff. But it was it was just him trying to get us. <laughs> it to was buy promo. Yeah, he's like, buy my <laughs> buy my ish. All right, that's a good one. That's hilarious. Jester in Westbrook, have you ever prank called somebody before? Of course. <laughs> I think it was like seven years ago. So it was on like, you know, the joke that we, we make on April 1st, yeah? So I called my my friend's mother and I told her that he, her son had like an accident and he's uh, like, he broke his leg. And what? she was just like, you know, <laughs> she freaked out and she was like, where is the where is he now? He's at the hospital. You need to come. Stop. Then, Chester. Oh, my God. You had mom so worried. <laughs> <laughs> and then after five minutes, we call her back and say, today is April 1st. We are just joking. And she like, <laughs> yeah. My God. So your friend was in on it, too, right? Yeah. That was the plan. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, I can just imagine she was. Uh, was there a punishment that went along with that crime? <laughs> no, she just said, "You guys are crazy." You know, I almost had a, a heart attack. I was like, oh, "We sorry." We just. Like, <laughs> yeah, and then there was probably a lesson if that happened in real life. She'd be like, "Yeah, right," and not show up. Yeah. <laughs> I have a close friend. I'm not going to say which one it is, but when she was little, she prank called a local pizza place and ordered 50 pizzas and obviously never showed up and never got them. And she told me this in confidence because once she was old enough to comprehend that this place made all those pizzas and they probably went to waste, she felt sick to her stomach and has never forgiven herself. <laughs> when you're a little kid, you do stupid stuff and you don't think about the consequences. But now as adults, we're like, that is so wasteful and terrible. Oh, absolutely terrible. But whose fault is it really if a little kid calls... <laughs> The pizza and place the and, and you fulfill the order and don't take like it's a like, credit yeah, card. I'm going to pay at the counter. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Back in the day, people were way more trusting. When she told me this, I was like, wait, but that's not funny. And she was like, I know. That's the problem. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. People used to be way more trusting, but it's... it's. Well, people probably did have their kids call. But for 50 pizzas... <laughs> No, but I'm saying like nowadays a business would never do that. They'd be like, yeah, uh-huh, click. You used to also be able to like fill up your tank and then go inside and pay for it. You can't do that anymore. Oh, really? I didn't know that. For sure, yeah. Juju from Lewiston, tell us about a time you prank called somebody. I sat there when I was 16 years old. I actually called my basketball teammate's friend's parents and told them that she got arrested. <laughs> <laughs> And, of course, I had to tell on myself after when they got down to the police station looking for their daughter. Oh, I my God. You let it go that <laughs> far that they actually I drove? I actually did. They sure did. I mean, it wasn't that far that they had to drive. We did live close to the station. and But we're still friends to this day, and we still do the most random and <laughs> each other. <laughs> what did it you bears. say she was arrested for? Oh, I said she got into a fight. <gasps> uh, yeah, she, it was really bad. And, yeah, and, but it was a bet. So it was a deer. Oh, okay. Just, that makes it so, a little less correct. bad. It was a deer. One of those deer things when you're 16. <laughs> was yeah. there was there something that you got out of the deer or was it just that you were? It, it was just a deer. Yeah, you, it was just a deer. She did it. She's not chicken. That's what it was. Right. She was chicken. Yeah. But of course, now that I'm older, uh, you know, the parents, we have good relationships. So it, it, we still talk about it. It's just so funny. That was the thing this morning. And we were just talking about that randomly at my 40th birthday party. Oh, no so. way. The next time <laughs> she actually does end up in jail, the parents are going to be like, leave her there. 
Right, leave her there. Or as going to be the boy who cried wolf, they probably will leave her there. They yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> hey, is this Jester? Yo, it's me. This is Ryan and Tara at Hot Radio Main. How you doing? I'm fine. And you? We're doing good. You know why we're calling you back? Because I won the ticket, yeah? Yeah, you're going to the show, Jester. You got him. Uh, thank you so much. Because next month, it's my month. Like, because I was born in in March. So, <gasps> April 11. So, it's kind of... You know. <laughs> birthday month. Yeah. Wow. Well, there you go. We knew that. Happy birthday. It's a birthday present from Hot Radio Maine to you. You're going to see Burner Boy March 2nd at the TD Garden. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad. Yeah. <laughs> you got a plus one. Who are you going to bring with you? I want to bring my wife, of course. All right. Yeah. Lovely. Perfect. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's that's a great choice. Coming up this afternoon, be all 5 p.m. hour. He's giving away our next pair of Burner Boy tickets. Shouts to uh, Matt from Presque Isle on the text. He said, you remember the rejection number? LOL. I used that a couple times. I'm not sure what he's talking about, but I know there's like rejection hotlines that if you're out, you can give somebody the number and say, this is my number. And then when they call it, it's basically like you oh give it to creep. I think it's mainly for women though, that you like women give it to creepy guys. Like, yeah, here's my number. And then later on they call it and they get like a nasty message. I don't Jeez. know. I don't know if that's the same thing that Matt's talking about though. Hot mornings with Brian DeLon and Tara Fox. I don't know why, but I seem to always want to talk about the uh, issues with flights. There's the uh, poop flight. There was the panel that flew off of the flight. There that was people opening the doors. There was, you were gone and we were saying, oh my God, imagine this happened on Tara's flight back from Vegas. Uh, Spose was in here that Friday and it was the maggots coming from the overhead Disgusting. bin. Did you see that? Because somebody had dead I fish. didn't watch it, but I read about it. Dead and fish. I didn't want to go further well the latest one that i saw in the in the news was like a piece of the wing was falling off of one of these planes lovely and uh i, I was like there's another one i'm not going to talk about this one though i'm going to skip over this one and then i saw on uh mtw uh wmtw's website there was a guy from freiburg on the flight and he <gasps> no had way. like the window view of the of the is that his the, photo that i the saw wing. it might be his they have a photo on mtw of it so it's the freiburg guy uh what's his name his last name's clark i want to say davis clark maybe david clark on it hold on let me let me let me let me he's uh kevin clark kevin clark had a direct view of uh scary of it. he said i put my neck pillow on settled in dozing as i often do before takeoff where whales up and i hear this incredible loud vibration like i've never heard it was like what what is that and then it stopped within minutes and he said you could uh really see how much damage was to the wing and to the tip of the flap and that was my biggest concern is this going to come apart when we try to land so they went back to denver and they landed safely thankfully took care of everything and everybody had to get rerouted and put on new planes to go back to boston and he's back now my god yeah we had a bit of a scare on one of our flights taking off when the wheels go back up into the plane at least i think they do you hear some sort of like and it did not seem like the wheels were doing what they were supposed to be doing. And it felt like they were right underneath us and it was shaking and it was making like a like noise I had not you heard. You might have just been in that one seat that is like right underneath, right underneath the, it. Yeah. And it sounded like the wheel was trying to go into the plane, but it was hitting something and not locking into place. And then we were all looking at each other like, are we about to go down? But then it went in and then it was smooth sailing from there. But it was terrifying. And then on another flight, the only seats left were in the emergency exit row, which is my my worst nightmare and you get more leg room but then you're you have to 
you're, you have to be a hero. I'm not a hero. No, you, you just, have to help the flight attendant. If the plane goes down, you you're just the have one. To, no, you just have to say you're going to help the flight attendant. Okay, and then when the plane goes down, you well, get off. Look around at these things that have been happening. It's like you, the odds are I might actually have to do something here. So I was. No, no, no you just you go out. You I just was sitting next to bail on that responsibility. It was Amanda and me. And then I was sitting next to a guy who was closest to the emergency door. And he he didn't say a word to any of like, you know, when you're hi, can we sit here? Like there was no conversation whatsoever. He just was like in his own world. And he was not giving me sketchy vibes, but he was giving me like, a, what if this guy just like open tries to open the door? Like I can't stop him. And then sure enough, on our on like our last day, I'm in the airport on Twitter and I see this guy being escorted off a plane for trying to do just that. Not the guy that was next no, to you. No, not my guy. guy, but a different guy days right. later. People are getting weird and now I feel like there's so much attention on planes and flights that they're like, oh, I'm going to do something. All of that being said, I'm still statistically, traveling. Statistically, air travel is still the safest way to go. Right. Like you're more likely to die in a car crash than you are. It's like one in 13 million uh, in a plane crash. Like you're more likely to get injured or die in a car crash. Safest way to travel, airplane. I hate thinking about that. 